0: Time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant Glenn Mosseller. Retirement Roadmap Podcast rolling on once again. Great to have you here, Walter Storholt, with Glenn Mosseller. Glenn's the registered financial consultant and founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting, our guide for the ride here in the Greensboro area with an office on Muir's Chapel Road, as we get you ready to learn a little bit more about the financial world. And we're going to do so in a fun way today. We're going to share with you some popular proverbs, and we're going to see what these teach us about money. You know, Glenn, there are plenty of proverbs and axioms out there that aren't meant to be about finances, dollars, money, but we can easily learn some financial lessons from these things anyway. So I'm going to ask you to think outside the box a little bit today. I'll show you the the word or the phrase or the proverb here, and you tell us the hidden money meanings behind some of these popular sayings. You ready for this? Sure, let's do it. All right, here we go. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. What do you take away from that proverb generally and also from a financial standpoint?
1: Well, Walter, it's just like, you know, knowing what the situation is has significant value versus what might be, right? And so um, and depending upon where you are in the spectrum of your retirement planning, you know, it, the more you get closer to retirement or actually move into retirement, you know, more often than not, it's about you know, having predictability. Right. And so, you know, if you go chasing after something that may or may not happen, sometimes you might end up you know chasing it right off a cliff. And so, you know, the idea is that, you know, you say, okay, well, here's what we do know. And we know that we can plan off of this. We know that we can make a plan here and it's going to achieve all of our objectives. And so we start probably heading more in that direction, you know, far more when we're in the retirement phase and, you know, and thinking in terms, okay, we we need to preserve and we need to make sure that everything that we have is going to last. Whereas, you know, I mean, when you're, when you're younger, you know, you might be able to be a little bit more aggressive and not have to think in terms of, you know, well, a bird in the hand. It's like, you're so far into the future, you know, when you're, when you're young and and saving for retirement, but as you're getting closer and closer, you know, I always tell folks, it's like, you know, the five years before retirement and the first five years of retirement, that window of time of those 10 years are really, you know, some of the most important times that you can have in terms of, you know, making sure that your retirement goes the way you want it to be and. And, you know, when you really start thinking about that and realizing that to be the the case, then, you know, the idea of a bird in the hand is worth two in the bushes, you know, comes home. It's like, you know what, that makes an awful lot of sense. We've got to really make sure that our plan is going to work.
0: Yeah, you kind of get to the root of many, many financial problems with just that one simple proverb of a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. One of the famous and, you know, the reasons, I guess, the things that make proverbs famous is just their simplicity, the ability, and just a couple of words to convey so much information. I find that always to be very neat. Here is another one that kind of falls into that same category. It's only, uh, you know, six words. A rising tide lifts all boats. What do you think, Glenn?
1: Right. A lot of these things are, you know, are expressions because there's plenty of examples of of when that is. And, And that has happened through time, you know, a number of times again and again. And kind of history tends to repeat itself. And if it's not repeating itself, it oftentimes rhymes. Right. And so you know, a rising tide lifts all boats, you know, you kind of think in terms of, well, you know, what you have in, in your retirement accounts and so forth, you're, you know, likely going to be able to, you know, think in terms of you're going to perform with your money as, you know, part of the results that you're going to have is what's going on within the the economy and the markets and that kind of thing. But at the same time, you know, you have to temper that, right? Because it's like, you know, uh, you've got to make sure that, you know, there's always times when the, everything shifts, right? I mean, a rising tide lifts all boats, but when the tide goes you know, out, it's like, uh-oh, you know, we've got to make sure that we're prepared for that too. And so in retirement, we know that it's like, okay, we don't completely tie ourselves to how the markets are doing. You know, we're going to have a portion of our money that may well be positioned that way, but at the same time, we really need to make sure that we have everything kind of positioned in such a way that we can take advantage of what's going on in the marketplace, but also be prepared for, you know, the what-if scenario, because there's always going to be things that go awry and when you are in retirement you've got to make sure that you're prepared you know for all things because your income is still a need and your bills are still there and your lifestyle you know you want you want to make sure that you can maintain it and so we've got a plan for you know a lot of different scenarios and so we can't necessarily you know leave ourselves just exposed to wherever the market takes us so to speak whereas that may have been a little bit more of the case you know when you're in your accumulation years it's like you know you're really just you know you're going for it and you're you're trying to save as much as you possibly can. But now we make that transition. It's like, okay, we've got to temper that attitude and make sure that we're doing things wisely as we transition into retirement.
0: Well, Glenn, I think that uh, that's such a good saying, a rising tide lifts all boats. There's lots of different financial parallels we can take from that one. This one was, at least it does feel like it was built for the financial world, this next one, and it's maybe the most famous proverb of all. I don't know. It's got to be a top 10 proverb, right? Don't put all your eggs in one basket. I feel like I've heard that one more than any other proverb out there.
1: Right. And um, I mean, that's true. I mean, you know, all along the way, I mean, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket, you want to have some diversification. And really, it becomes a key question is, is, well, what does diversification really mean? And it can mean different things in different phases of life right? And when we start thinking about, you know, you want to have your assets positioned, you know, in different, you know, sectors of the economy and the words of asset allocation come up and diversification a lot of times when people are thinking about their retirement accounts. But as you're, you know, saving for retirement and as you're transitioning into retirement, another way of thinking about diversification and not having all your eggs in one basket is, is what types of accounts do you have in terms of how are they treated in the tax code, right? Because, you know, you can have, you know, money that's taxable, you know, each and every year you know you could have it just a regular brokerage account or or a savings account that's going to have, you know, the interest or dividends and things like that that are going to be reportable each and every year. You're going to have, you know, tax deferred money that really doesn't have any tax implications until you take it out. And then you possibly might have some tax free accounts. And so diversification through all those types of accounts can really matter in terms of how your money is positioned for retirement, because ultimately, as uh, I think almost everybody, you know, can relate to, it's not necessarily how how much money is in the account as is how much are you able to keep and utilize and so you know taxes are a big piece of that puzzle and as we've talked in previous shows about you know how not everything is treated the same way in the tax code and when you have multiple streams of income as most people do when you're in retirement it's really key to make sure that you have that diversity that type of diversification as well the, you know, the other piece that I think, in terms of diversification, is that you know time segmenting your money, which is a different idea than when you're saving for retirement. Meaning that you know you have certain expenses that you're going to have over the next you know year or so, and that money that you need to spend for that you know should be very liquid and readily available. You know, probably sitting in a bank account. But then you have to think in terms of well, you know, I'm going to be needing to take income and cash flow you know from some accounts. So how much volatility you know should be in those kinds of accounts? So say over the next 10 years, you know, when you're drawing money out, you know, for over the next, you know, five to 10 years, that money should not really be exposed to lots of ups and downs because you want it to be very predictable. That's kind of the, you know, we talked about the now bucket, you know, which is like the immediate, the next 12 months, you know, the soon bucket over the next, you know, 10 years or so, and then the later bucket, you know, where you're thinking, okay, it's way, way out there. It's, you know, probably 11, 12 years or beyond. Well, you know, that money can be kind of, you know, diversified in a little different way. And, you know, in terms of, you know, how much liquidity is there, how much risk are you taking in all of those different buckets? And that's a much different way of thinking about diversification than when you're in your accumulation years, but yet it's very important. Important to know that you don't want to have all your eggs in one basket, you know, in, in lots of ways that you're thinking, you know, as taxes and time and everything that we just now talked about.
0: We've all been there before where we have put all our eggs in one basket in something and had it go wrong, (laughs) had had the trip in the fall and everything broke or lost it all. Hopefully it wasn't your life savings. I think the great thing is we can learn that lesson, Glenn, many times throughout our lives. Hopefully not too many times. Hopefully we learn from it and then stop putting all our eggs in one basket at some point. But it sounds like you're still meeting folks who you take a look at their portfolio. Maybe they've been doing it themselves, kind of prepping for retirement. You still find people indeed, putting their eggs all in one basket, even after we've learned probably many times throughout life that that's a bad idea.
1: Well, it happens, Walter. And with the, the challenge is that you know, the vast majority of people that have been saving for retirement, they've been doing what they've been told and, you know, for accumulation strategies, right? And accumulation strategies are far different than preservation and distribution strategies. And so there's a real need for additional types of diversification. And oftentimes when I meet with folks, that is like, well, gosh, you know, I never really thought about, you know, tax diversification in terms of different types of accounts. I never really thought about the fact that it's like, I I need to have this diversification in terms of the timeframes of when am I going to need access to this money? You know, and you know how am I going to be able to draw it out and make sure that that I'm not drawing out at an inopportune time out of this particular account? And those are things that you know people kind of have a little bit of an idea about, but it's not really you know it doesn't really um, you know penetrate through when they're getting the advice you know when they're accumulating and saving for retirement. And it's like, oh wow, that's a different way of thinking about it. And then obviously, we we need to add some additional diversification mindsets to what we're doing and strategies to what we're doing in order to really make sure that our retirement is going to end up being what we want it to be
0: great points as always glenn one last example here for sure is going to be one man's trash another man's treasure where is that in the financial world (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, I mean, that can become a very interesting thing, Walter, when we're talking about, you know, income planning and, you know, and preservation strategies and things like that. You know, oftentimes, you know, I, when I sit down with folks I and mean, we, you know, we start talking about, well, you know, what do you have and what do you need? And obviously, you know, most folks, is they're, they're going to have Social Security coming in, right? And occasionally they're going to have some pension money coming in. But more often than not, there's typically a gap between what those income streams are gonna create and what the need is in terms of lifestyle right? And then how do we fill that gap or how do we create an income floor? And so we start talking about, you know, true diversification and kind of looking at things as like, well, what tools are available in the toolbox, right? You know, as a holistic planner, it's like, you know, we look at, you know, there's the insurance world and then there's also the markets, right? And typically, you know, I mean, if you're talking to somebody who's a, you know, just solely a market advisor, they typically don't think a whole lot of insurance products, And if you're talking to somebody who's, you know, an insurance person, they a lot of times will not have a really great opinion about the markets. And I look at that situation and I say, you know what? I mean, I mean, the reality is that insurance can do some things that the markets can't do. And there are some things that the markets can do that insurance can't do. And so it's not necessarily it's this is better than that. You know, it's more of a, well, what are we trying to accomplish? And ultimately, it's like, you know, what tools are in the toolbox? And if we're comparing, you know, this versus that, it's like we might be comparing apples and oranges. And it's like, what are we trying to accomplish and what's going to be the best tool to use to get us from this point to that point? And so oftentimes when we're in that preservation and distribution phase, you know, we start thinking about different ways of diversifying and creating stability. You know, oftentimes there's things that of thinking about you know, hey, we want to create more balance there versus having everything, you know, moved in, you know, in one direction. And oftentimes we find that there's an awful lot of risk in a lot of portfolios, you know, when we're starting to think about, hey, we need to have some preservation and some additional predictable income. And so, you know, we always want to look and see where people are and what are the needs. And oftentimes it's just kind of opening up your mind and thinking about, hey, you know, I've never really, you know, entertained the idea of using this kind of a financial product or whatnot, but there can be advantages to that. Now, that being said, it's like, again, it's never a one size fits all. And as we do some exploration, there are sometimes when, you know, folks are positioned just fine. And, there's, and like I say, but more often than not, we need to at least entertain the idea of looking at all of the ways that we can get from here to there and then find out what is going to be the most comfortable and the most predictable way in order to get from here to there and then build that plan around it.
0: Well, Glenn, thanks for the great guidance, and as we look at all these different popular proverbs, what they teach us about money, hopefully you're able to take something away listening to today's podcast from this information, and maybe next time you hear a proverb, you'll see what financial lessons you can take out of it. If you've got questions for Glenn on anything that we've discussed on today's show, need some help putting together your own financial plan, get ready for retirement, give Glenn a call, 336 291 3535 is the number that's 336291 3535. You can also go online to com. That's com. Check in with Glenn there. Look for the free consultation button at the bottom of the page, and you can schedule that time to meet. Again, com, your place to go. You can also listen to past episodes of the podcast there. You'll find all the links that you need to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platforms. Lots of other great information there as well. Glenn, thanks for the help today. We'll talk to you again next week.
1: All right, Walter, take care now.
0: Every week, new podcasts coming at you here on the Retirement Roadmap. Thanks so much for joining us. For Glenn, I'm Walter. We'll talk to you soon.